Welcome back to part three of Flourish Inc.'s podcast on effective goal setting in the new year. At this point, you have your year in review and your goals for next year. In part three, we discuss how to persevere despite obstacles to achieving your goals and how to keep your goals at the forefront of your mind using primers. Enjoy part three as you're yet another step closer to achieving your goals and creating a life of flourishing. It's supposed to end at nine, but we can, till they come knocking at our door, we'll keep going. Great. So we'll take about um, till quarter two, we'll write down what are things that you would love to have happen, things that you want to see in 2009, and if you're so inclined, begin to start thinking, what is that stretch goal? What is that challenging, large... Extra step. What? Extra step, longer step. Um, not, not even so much extra steps, just whatever it might be. Yeah, so the, the big one. Some, some people call it, I remember what the, the acronym is, big, hairy, audacious goal. What's your bag, right? Bag, whatever. So your, your big goal. What? BHAG, right? That's what it is. It's known. This is my BHAG. So what's your BHAG? Your big, hairy, audacious goal. And if you need help brainstorming or something like that, feel free to... Who wants to share an example of a goal that they have for 2009 that they'd like to accomplish? No goal is too big, no goal is too small. Yes. Uh, finish the construction project I'm working on by November 1st. Great. So, concrete, knows what he's going to do. Now, from that, you can begin to write down, finish that construction project, and mind map. Mind maps, is anyone familiar with that concept? Really powerful way to begin to brainstorm about how to make that happen. So you write that in the middle, then you create your little lines coming out of it about ways to make that happen. Um, any, anyone else want to share a goal? Yes, Tanan. I'm losing stuff in my apartment. I want to tag everything so I know where it is. <laughs> right. Tag everything to know where it is. What else? Perform one compassionate act to one stranger per day. Awesome. Wow. Can we give them applause for that? That's a, that is a powerful goal. A powerful goal that will significantly increase your, your happiness, even if you were to make that once a week. It's great. Awesome. Yes. This might be too much of a stretch, but I want my book to be a bestseller. Best-selling book by 2009. Yeah. Awesome. Great. How many copies? No, I don't know what a bestseller sells. Yeah. I mean, because Sam can call you a bestseller if he reads your, your book and just to claim it. So getting even more specific. Yeah. How many copies? Great. So from the list of things that, you, that you've just created, does everyone have at least one stretch goal? One yoga-fied goal, right? It just makes you stretch your limits a little bit more. If you don't, uh, just give me a show of hands if you have one, everyone that has one. Okay. If you don't have one, take a moment to think of a stretch goal. And then we'll just look at, again, so, so the ways to make that happen, ways to make something like finishing up the construction in your house happen, right? Is that the, I think it was? Development project. Development project, thank you. Development project, finishing up the construction that needs to be done. From your stretch goal, and we're not going to get to all of that today, but you're going to find the low goals, the specific action steps to make that happen. And, that, and take some time with that. So pick one or two goals, perhaps, in the stuff that needs to happen in the next two months, three months, six months, and actually break it down. A little disclaimer before I say this next part. I am not for chopping down trees. But if you wanted to chop down a tree, you're not just going to come over to it with one swing and expect the tree to go down, right? 
it's not going to go down. A tree is a tree unless you got a little teeny tiny bark thing. That's low goals, right? If you're trying to chop down a low goal, you get it down with one shot, woohoo, I'm done. But the kind of stuff that takes commitment and effort and dedication takes daily effort. So you might not be able to get to that in one day, but if every single day you come down and take five swings at the tree, eventually, no matter what, 100% guaranteed, might take you one year, two years, five years, who knows, she's going to come down. It has to. It can't not. So if you chop down a tree, please plant three, four, five new ones. Don't just go chopping, chopping aimlessly. But the idea that any one of these goals, if you did five things every single day towards your stretch goal, you can't help but eventually get to it. Right? So, making, so finding what are those things. And I encourage you to come back to five. Even if you think that there aren't five things you could do, sitting down and thinking about accomplishing your goals for just a minute can count as your five things to do. The goal is to keep coming back to it every single day. Don't skip a day. We know that it takes 21 consecutive days to make a habit happen. So what I usually do with clients is if their goal is to exercise more and they've gone 19 days and they've exercised for 30 minutes a day in whatever form there is, but they skip day 19, guess what? We go back to day one. It's consistency that's more important than anything. So I'd rather have someone do it for five minutes but keep coming back to it than to just sort of say, oh, you know, I can't. So even if you just take 15% of whatever it is that you want to do and do it, coming back to it every single day, dedication. You're all familiar with Randy Pausch's last lecture, right? One of my favorite things that he says is the wall, the brick wall that you hit is not there to say you're not meant to meet your goals. At times, there's some things, things happen. But for the most part, that wall is there to say, well, how badly do you want this goal? Do you want it badly enough to climb the wall, to find strategic ways to get around it, to ask for the support that you need to get over it? How badly do you want that goal? Same thing with when obstacles come up. Grit, the ability to persevere and get your, get your accomplishments made, is more effective, more powerful than IQ in terms of success. Being able to have grit and persevere. And sometimes that takes self-discipline, being able to keep coming back to avoiding things or, or not doing things that would take you away from your goal. So you got your goal in the middle. You've got your things that you need to have happen. You have your dedication to take daily actions to it. One of the, the strengths of that particular book, Creating Your Best Life by Caroline Miller, is the effect of primers. The effect of things in your environment, in your day-to-day, that keep reminding you of your goals. So Caroline talks about making your bucket list, 100 things to do before you die. Write that list down. That might not be 2009's goals. That just might be your life list goals. Post it somewhere where you can see it so you remind yourself that there's things that you want to be doing in your life. Really, really powerful. 100 things to do before you die. Primers are things that get you focused and remind you of what you want to be working towards. And there's lots of creative ways to prime yourself. So... One, and oh, actually, can I borrow that book back? There was a couple of interesting studies that Caroline cites in, uh, about primers, and I'm just going to read them to you because I can't do them justice as concisely. All right. So they did this study with, at Princeton University with undergraduates, and they gave them the assignment to write about qualities of superheroes and how they would behave in any given situation. Another group of students is given a writing assignment 
to just write about, about items in their dorm rooms. And what they found is, and then when you finished your superhero assignment, you, um, to just go on with your life, and then what they asked was three months later, they had them fill out a questionnaire about what they've been up to. And the experimenters parsed out their daily life, and they found that if you were part of the group that wrote about qualities of superheroes, you were four times more likely to volunteer your time for a worthy cause than people who wrote about their dorm rooms. Does everyone get that? It's a, it's a really simple little study, but what they're talking about is the ability to prime. You can prime someone to behave a certain way with something as simple as having them write about superheroes so that they can begin to think, what are the attributes of superheroes? How do they behave? Yeah, they, they go out of the way for other people rather than just themselves. It's kind of astounding that three months later they'd have a statistically significant change in behavior even that much later. Students playing an imaginary one-on-one -on -one investing game with someone they couldn't see were exposed to two conditions during the game. The first group of students played with a backpack on the table. The second group of students played with professional-looking Atachi case and leather portfolio on the table. Students who played in the presence of the backpack were more generous with their money, while those who played in the presence of a briefcase were much stingier. Students were later surprised to learn that they had behaved differently under those two conditions and that the group that had been prived with the professional item had, com had competed more ruthlessly to win. So even just the things that people had around them in their environment affected their behavior. It's almost unnerving for people when they, can, when they begin to understand how behavior can be modified and affected. So this is just a condition. We're always being affected by one another. Hey, when you write down your goals and you're moving forward in 2009, choose your company wisely. Choose the people that you surround yourself with because the people that you're around grossly infect how you're going to act. So choose people who are working on similar things, people who value similar, similar things, people who build you up. Because that idea of moving towards growth is what's going to help you meet your goals, yes. Can you self-prime? Can you put a backpack near you? Can you write mm -hmm. about it? Yeah. What you want to write about? Yes. A good friend of mine from, from math, I'll tell you who this is later. She, um, she's working on a book. She used to be a high-level CEO of a, of a major company. She is now working for herself. She will not write or get her work done. She works from home until she has showered, put on her three-piece suit, and did her makeup. No one else is home. Me, I work in my pajamas all day. I love it. For her, she uses that as a self-primer. Her body knows. She showers, she's dressed the way that she feels sharp and on top of things. I work with college students. They complain that it's really hard for them to read and focus in their dorm room. They have no space to study, so they study in their bed. What does the brain associate bed with? Sleep. And so when you've got no other place to study, I recommend that they take a blanket, a bright yellow blanket or bright color or something, and lay it over the bed, only when they're doing their homework. And what usually happens is the brain gets primed that when that blanket is on, that means it's study time. Client right now is actually doing this with her office. She works from home, hard to motivate yourself sometimes. I have her put up fresh flowers by her, by her computer screen. When the flowers are up, that's her do not disturb sign. That is her I'm working sign. Flowers come down, she can check her email. So that, that, that's an example of self-primer. And we'll talk about a few other ones for goal setting. Louis, you have something to add? I think for goals, I think Caroline talks about setting your screensaver. Yep. You know, to remind yourself of what your, what your goals are, putting post-its up. I put them up on my, my bathroom, on the mirror, or just different places where you could remember what you're, what you're about. Or you're, 
Yeah. Rather than priming yourself to buy more Windows products as the Windows thing flies in the background, right? Priming yourself for the things that you want to have accomplished. So to piggyback off what Louis said and add on to it, business cards. So you open up your wallet, you see your credit cards every single time, put on the top of your business card enough that you can sort of see it. What's your goal? What are you working at so that you open up every single time? Something I just got, it's super cool. It's a bit pricey, it's about $50. I don't know if I'm saying this right, a Fantasian, Fantasian clock. It's spelled F-A-N-T-A-Z-E-I-N. And it's really cool, it's this clock that laser beams words. And you can have it display the time, which is of no interest to me because I'm usually late and don't really regard time. Time's relative. But I use it for my goals because that is important to me. So you can actually program what it scrolls across the monitor. And so it'll just sort of, it looks like it's just floating in midair. It's really cool. And it'll just keep scrolling like five to ten different messages that you put in there. Passwords. This has been a really cool one. So to set your password to be the goal that you want to accomplish. So best-selling author. You can put, yeah, we won't tell anyone what your password is. Best-selling author 2009. <laughs> Amazon, eBay, where are you on? I'm just kidding. We're a reminder, so how many times do you just, people just set their passwords to be automatic? Valuable opportunities to keep reminding yourself of what is it that you want. You've got to type it in each time. That's just priming yourself, reminding yourself over and over again. There's another one that can, can I read you another one of the primer ones? Because this is the one I thought was actually really funny out of all, all three of these wacky little studies. Love how psych, how do psychologists come up with this stuff? Brilliant. Brilliant, I tell you. Okay. Dutch psychologists asked undergraduate students to fill out a questionnaire in a solitary cubicle. And then they reward them with a crumbly biscuit. Got it? The, the biscuit crumbles all over. It got lots of crumbs. In the first experiment, the students filled out the questionnaire while a bucket of water sat nearby, giving off the odor of a lemon cleanser. The bucket was removed in the second experiment with another group of students filled out the same questionnaire. The psychologist filmed the area where the students ate the crumbly biscuits and found that those who smelled the citrusy cleanser were three times more likely to clean up after eating the biscuit than those who had, been exposed, not, had not been exposed to the odor. So just the fact that they smelled that clean, freshly clean smell, they cleaned up after themselves, So as opposed to those who didn't. So again, I can't recommend this book enough. It's got tons and tons of research in it, which really helps make the stuff come alive. Passwords, putting signs up, putting pictures up. Get your, tat get your goals tattooed to your arm. Just kidding. You don't want to do that. But some people, some people have done things like that with just a reminder for things. So I know a yoga instructor who has an ohm on her foot. It's not for me, but tattoos with your goals on it might be for you. Some people get little vanity plates. That's another thing you could customize. You keep coming back to it. And it also encourages other people to keep coming back to it. I had a friend who walked around with a, with a big yellow bandana tied to his wrist as an accountability to remind himself to be accountable to something. And the neat thing is, is that people would say, what are you wearing? What's that, what's that thing around your, waist, your wrist for? And he, it would be a great reminder for him, an opportunity to share his goals with someone else. So he was always coming back to it. What is it that I'm doing? What am I working on? What am I manifesting? What am I creating in my life? So powerful way to do that. Just things around you to keep coming back to it. The more you can prime yourself, tell people about your goals. The reason people don't share their goals with others is the same reason that they just make them vague. It's scary to put yourself out there to say, I'm going to do this, but how else are you going to get it done? 
So finding ways to set primers is a is powerful thing. What we're going to do with the last few minutes of our time is you're each going to write a contract. Pick one to three of your goals and write a contract. I, Lewis, will accomplish X, Y, and Z by such and such date. And then your friend next to you will be your notary. They will, they will make sure you wrote it. They'll, they'll initial it. They'll give you the date. They'll give you a little time stamp. They'll prick their finger and give you a blood stamp. No, I'm just kidding. Um, one to three. One to three of them. Just, just you know, or you can, you can make your contract to accomplish all the things on your list, but I'd rather have you be more realistic. What are the things I really want? And then go back and add onto that list. But just pick one to three to start with and make a contract with yourself. Have the person next to you hold you accountable to it. And we'll come back and we'll share them. We'll wrap up in a sec. Take the time now to write your contract to yourself of what you'll accomplish next year. I strongly encourage for you to share this contract with someone that can hold you accountable to getting your goals met. Once you're done, tune into part four, the last segment of our series.